did you guys meet? How did you guys just kind of come up with this band? Because I, I assume it's not that you all got detention one day and were like, you know what? Fuck the system. Um, <laughs> that, that, that might be the new story. We might just use that. <laughs> I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be okay with it. That would make for a much better press release. It's like, you know, like, these guys got together because they were all uh, detained and they were like, you know what? Down with the system, man. <laughs> I, threw a, I threw a paper airplane at uh, Matt's head and it, uh, it said, you want to join my band? <laughs> and then Matt and then, and then Matt threw a loogie back at you and then said no and then you were like if you don't join me I will beat you up and he's like all right yeah <laughs> so so how how did you guys meet because I mean that story sounds better so I'm hoping you have a better version than that well initially it started in 2015 I uh, graduated from high school and I was going into my first year of college and um, I was just. I just always, I had been doing music a little bit like to myself, but I hadn't really like shared it with many people. And I decided I really wanted to join a band. I didn't know how to go about doing that because I didn't know musicians. So I literally went on Kijiji, Ottawa, and I found a posting that they were looking for a singer. So <laughs> I just contacted this random posting, didn't have much information on it. And I was set up for an audition and that was actually Matt. It was Matt's email. And they happened to live right by Algonquin, so I just went one day after class, and I had to sing in front of a bunch of strangers in their basement, which was very weird for me. And uh, so then I ended up being in their band, and we played two shows, broke up. Um, it was a little more pop punk at that point, and then, but we all kind of knew each other. Um, Matt moved back home to Kitchener, and. We kind of set like we kept talking. We had like a lot of projects going on, a lot of ideas, and Matt and Josh like lived together. So eventually, when Matt came back, we decided to all like meet up again and just like try to like shoot the shit, like figure out what we want to do. Um, we had we started off as being like a 1975 type project, and then it just switched over into what we have now. I, I am a big fan of 1975, but again, I like your stuff as well. It's just that the last back or the last band we had on a few weeks ago, uh, Larkins, are actually uh, from the UK, and they said 1975 was an influence on them as well. Yeah, we do like them a lot, uh, definitely. And then uh, as far as uh, Will, we knew Will from like recording other stuff, like. Um, one of like Matt's friends, our, our buddy Sam, who did our video, he was doing a little like rap album, and that's when I met Will. Went to his house to record the chorus of the rap song. Uh, unfortunately, never got released, but uh, it's out there somewhere, floating in the internet. Um, and then Jameson, we knew. I think Will. It was you, right? Who knew Jameson, right? Will? Oh, I I, I knew him from other bands. I just, we were looking for a drummer, so I just messaged him. Say with Dallas. Mm -hmm. And he's great. And he's wonderful. Yeah. Pretty much just stole all the good players from all the other local bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's almost like you were trying to form your own creative super band here. You're like, we're going to take this guy from this group and uh, we're going to take him from another group and uh, that's how it's going to form. At least you didn't do it like slyly where it's like, you know, you just see a band after their performance and go, uh, yeah, I heard Doug was talking a lot of shit about you. And it's like, is that true, Doug? <laughs> and then and then like three weeks later you hear that they break up you're like oh, work like a charm we broke up that band <laughs> yeah we, we definitely did do that I just love that concept of um i mean i i guess you all are like born in the 90s correct yeah yeah okay yeah because it's such like a 90s concept where it's like yeah, Mom, I'm just going to reply to this ad on Kijiji. See you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like today, in today's world, if it's like it's someone like 
I guess, 16. He's like, Mom, I'm going to, to my this random guy's house. And it's like, okay, well, sweetie, just be careful. And, you know, if he asks you for candy, like, you give him what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. It was a bit of a gamble, I guess. Yeah, it, I, I would say, but, I mean, it, it all worked out in the end. Yeah. But I, I like how he tied in there, of course, where Matt, I, I believe you said, yeah, it was Matt and Josh were roommates there. And so, you know, you, you get these three. And in, in my mind, as much as a comedian that I like to think of things as, it's like Will was just at a show and was like, uh, can I just join your guys' band? <laughs> well, actually, we had to do a lot of convincing uh, and had to involve a lot of beers just to try and get Will into our band. Oh, wow. The there, was a, there was a dinner. There was an actual, it was a... Uh, they, they wanted to dine me, yeah. Oh, about, okay. Put a couple beers in them. Will already has this all-star approach. Will already has, like, I would call it, like, the Noel Gallagher to Oasis approach, where it's like, fuck you guys, you want me in the band. That's, that's exactly, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I carry myself every day. Exactly, just just don't go full Noel Gallagher on us. Don't go full Noel Gallagher. Maybe once we're a bit more famous. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I like how it all tied in there. And then, of course, you mentioned about your influence in 1975. Uh, who are some other people that, I guess, you model your music after who or who inspired you to get into music? For me, uh, to really getting into music, so I've been into music for a while, but I think it's more started off as just being like trying to be annoying by like just singing what I was hearing like on the radio. Okay. So the carrot. Yeah. The yeah. And then I just ended, I just cool. ended up singing <laughs> as a thing and I would do like talent shows and stuff. But my brother really influenced my music. Uh, cause I would just, we shared an iTunes account and I was too young. Even before that he had all the CDs and I would, uh, I would get the hand-me-down CDs and listen on the boom box. But I'd say our like our bi- biggest like collective uh, influence probably like the Killers. I, I believe your other members agree with you, so you're safe for now. Will hasn't left the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wants to hear. He wants to hear the National. That's what he wants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I like, no, no, I, I agree. Those those are some good influences. And you know what? You're lucky that you didn't have, like, my brother as a hand-me-down for iTunes because uh, on mine, it was a lot of Celine Dion, Lisa Loeb. And, I mean, a, again, which, which we're... Which one Oh, which no, there's, there's nothing... Listen, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that there's a 15, I believe, is it, yeah, maybe 10 or 12 years age gap, maybe even more. Um, so, you know, when you're bopping along to Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, and then this guy's in his own room listening to Celine Dion, you're kind of like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm glad we don't share this account. <laughs> so a- another question here is, like, how long have you been um, doing this? I know you mentioned about 2015, where kind of, you know, got into it. But as a band, how long have you been doing it? And I guess what's your goals for 2020, considering COVID and all that? Because, I mean, it- it's kind of put it on the back burner, but... What what is your goals? Will you want to take this one? Well, I, I mean, like we, we. It's funny you asked that actually. Cause I remember we were together at the start of the year, and we actually wrote down a list of goals for 2020, and like that 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 included like show quotas that we wanted to play, like out of town shows, how many songs we wanted to record, and uh, yeah, all of that's pretty much uh, done for at this point. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, like, I think really the big goal for this year is to write and record a very solid EP. Uh, 
that we can kind of tour, use as a platform either at the end of this year or start of next year whenever things kind of get back to normal. But um, right, right now it's really up in the air. Maybe, maybe the CP turns into a full length if this goes too long. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a best hits out before we even play our next show. <laughs> I you know what the irony of saying that is it just be really funny if you did and it's just like people are like look at this band they think they're so full of themselves and then I'd be like well yeah but I've chatted with them and Will is the Noel Gallagher of the band what did you expect? <laughs> he he already has a best of in mind. Don't sell yourself short. I mean Live eighty eight point five I believe played your Bonnie song. Um, I pretty much found you guys out through your newest one caught in the moment. Um, and sometimes, you know what, it's just scrolling through stuff and not really paying attention sometimes helps because, uh, I didn't even know you guys were Ottawa local until I really heard the song. And sometimes some people will be turned away of like, well, they're only a small band. But as soon as I heard the song, I was like, you're telling me this came out of Ottawa and not in a mean way i mean that in like okay like this sounds a lot better than anything that i've ever heard like coming out of ottawa most times when i have a friend that will like check out my band i'm like he's my buddy i'll check him out and then when i go there it's like <laughs> and i'm like i don't want to come back here ever and then if they ask me how it went i'm like oh great great so you're coming to soccer right because you're a good soccer player you're not meant for this okay <laughs> We appreciate well, thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who writes the songs? Like, uh, take me through the writing process. Because, I mean, I, I guess William or Noel over there doesn't take all the credit. I don't put the work in, but I take the credit. Uh, I'd say most of the time it just starts with someone coming up with a riff that we all think is kind of cool. We'll send it to Nick, and then he kind of just takes it and makes it actually good. Um, <laughs> we like to say that he's the talent of the band. You might. Well, sometimes, so I write all the lyrics, and sometimes I'll come up with a melody. Not as much lately, but usually what happens is someone will send me in the demo. They'll send me like a demo of like a guitar riff, or like it can start even with like Will doing a bass line, um, or Josh can do like some production and send something like that. So everyone kind of sends their own little things, and then. I'll just take it and I'll put it into, I, yeah, I'm probably, for anyone, any music people listening, uh, I throw into Audacity and I know I'm going to get some heat for that using Audacity instead of like Pro Tools or anything. Um, but I do because it's just easy. I don't have to learn anything. Um, and I just kind of record whatever the song sounds like, whatever the instrumental sounds like that they give me. I try to write a song that fits it, just like what it sounds like. I don't know. It just kind of comes to me like what what should be sung is what I was saying. Well, kind of usually like uh, to kind of add on to that, like with the like riff idea that someone would send and Nick would add vocals to, then we'd get together and kind of jam it out. What do you like to do in your downtime when you're not recording or making music? Yeah. Um, yeah. I typically just watch, Netflix or whatever, whatever is the new show. Uh, try to try to keep entertained. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been uh, a little bit back into video games, but I hadn't been for a while. I was I was uh, more swapped out for a fitness life for a little while before uh, before lockdown occurred. Um, yeah, that's, to, that's not going so well anymore. Go to the gym, walk my dogs. Uh, 
these are all like very like bland things. Well, my life sucks. <laughs> uh, taxidermy. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's going to be the quote that we'll use when we uh, promote the podcast. It's just like it's like my life sucks, and it's like check out this podcast. My life sucks. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, those are, those are very, I guess, mundane, basic things, but I mean, that's what you do in the, in the situation here. So I'm going to give you a concept here. And basically these are things that it could happen anywhere else in the city could happen in Toronto, Montreal, but you have to basically countermine with something that you have only seen in Ottawa. So if I said only in Ottawa, would you go down to Rideau and see three or four bums basically asking for money, but yet some of them have dogs. Is that going to be something that you just only see in Ottawa or worldwide? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. I mean, I'd say uh, largely in Ottawa. I'd say only that... in Ottawa would you see a uh, raccoon in a McDonald's. <laughs> that is definitely yeah. Only in Ottawa would Matt and I get... Uh, stopped by a homeless lady asking for $20 bills. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I will counter that one with saying only in Ottawa would you fall asleep on the bus, someone falls asleep on top of you, and yet they're mad when you have to get off. That's very Ottawa. <laughs> that sounds very accurate. Sounds like my morning commute to Algonquin College. <laughs> really? Okay. Because I was going to say, my example was when I lived out in, when I was going to Carleton, we lived out in, I, I will call it like the ghetto of Ottawa, because there's like a police, the police are only down the road, um, I think it's like in Prince of Wales, so it's like a combination of a ghetto, but then you have a lot of university students that have, you know, MacBook computers, so I was on, just getting off of Prince of Wales, and I kind of nudged the lady to let her know, like, this is my stop, and she gave me the most evil glare, and I'm like, you fell asleep on me, shouldn't you be apologizing? Like, why am I apologizing to you that I have to get off? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, sorry that, sorry your pillow has to leave to go back to university and make it a life. I can't stay and be a pillow for the rest of your life. I think you're just looking for a bigger commitment than you are at that point. I know. I, 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 I could never give it to her, and I apologize. If she's out there listening, I'm sorry, Rosemary. Uh, I was not able to be your, uh, to be your pillow. <laughs> that will be the name of your next song. There, forget, forget Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, Rosemary. We're not trying to rip off. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I gave you an idea for your next song. You know, don't steal it on me. No. <laughs> Rosemary, keep your head down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Rosemary, keep your head down. The pillow will come back. Don't you frown. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. That just came off the top of my head. I, I could Credit. be. It, it could be just that's, this room. That's off the top of your head. That's just pure talent. Yeah. And, and the last thing, just to close out the interview here, guys, is you have the song now called "Caught in the Moment." Uh, it's on Instagram. That's kind of where the I've seen it in the ad. It's really good. Yeah. Basically, I think that song started off. Uh, I just was playing that riff over and over again and then I think I just ended up sending it to Nick and it was just one of those songs that kind of just came very quickly once we were all in the same room together Yeah, and we just kind of all had a good feeling about it so we decided that that was going to be the first of our next few releases that's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight our thanks to Hopper for coming on the show remember 
You can find past, present, and future episodes on TopinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thanks for listening and good night. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.